inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldview. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is At The Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. Good to be with you on the program today. Uh, Rick Green is our Tuesday, Thursday host. I'm your Monday, Wednesday, Friday host. But I'm in charge. Uh, don't don't get confused about whether Rick's in charge or I'm in charge. Um, I'm in charge. And um, if you want to poke a little fun at Mr. Rick Green, you can do so on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, we like to, to poke fun at each other. And um, just a, a funny story about uh, Rick and I, I text him. Uh, I text him like a week ago, and we're he's he's of course my elder, um, but we we act like brothers. Known Rick for several years, and I, I text him, and he just didn't text me back. And I got my feelings hurt, and so the next text I had out to him was, "Are you still alive?" That was my question. Are you still alive? <laughs> and the first thing that happens is Rick calls me. Uh, so if if you have uh, trouble getting in touch with somebody, just text them and say, are you still alive? Question mark. Just leave it at that. And uh, you should get a call right away. Um, hey, we're in uh, in Scripture this week. Um, we're in Psalm chapter 59. That's where we are this week. <clears throat> Deliver me from my enemies, oh my God. That's what David says. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who work evil. And save me from bloodthirsty men. For behold, they lie in wait for my life. Fierce men stir up strife against me. For no transgression or sin of mine, O Lord. For no fault of mine, they run and make ready. Awake, come to meet me and see. You, Lord, God of hosts, our God of Israel, rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Spare none of those who treacherously plot evil. Um, David, I mean, the, the most of Psalm is about David under attack from his enemies. And uh, th- this presence of evil rising up against David is, is a persistent theme here, at least the past few weeks. And it just reminds me that when... When, when men, when godly men do godly work, they will face opposition. They will face opposition. I mean, one, you know, one thing that, that at least in America, modern America, one thing that, that we just seem to not like is conflict, is uh, people opposing us. Uh, we seem to be very, very concerned about what people think of us, what they perceive of us. And and that's 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 okay, and that's healthy to a certain degree, especially if our standard is God's word, um, and and we we care about what other Christians think of us. That's important to have a good reputation amongst men. Scripture talks about that, but we ought not be consumed about what our enemies think of us. We ought not be concerned about what our enemies 
think of us. And David clearly was not allowing his enemies to steer him off or, or um, you know, get him off track. But he recognized that, that, that there, were, there were men out there that opposed him, that opposed his work, that opposed God, and they were plotting evil. Uh, so we don't need to be surprised uh, when man plots evil um, against the, uh, uh, the church, the body of Christ. Moving into some of our topics for today, I want to address this one. Uh, this is this is this has to be has to be addressed. Um, um, I came across this clip on on Twitter, um, and I, I try to I try to capture context in a lot of these clips that I play the best that I can, and at least set it up fairly, especially when we're talking about other believers. But um, these were this is a clip of of a couple that leads. Um, that now currently leads Saddleback Church um, over in uh, California. And so this is, once again, for those who, who know Rick Warren, um, author of A Purpose Driven Life, well-known book, uh, read by many Christians and, and people in America and around the world. Um, so, so Saddleback Church, uh, Rick Warren handed off the baton, if you will, or the leadership of Saddleback Church um, to a gentleman by the name of Andy Wood. So his, his wife's name's Stacy. So Andy and Stacy Wood, this was, um, this is, that's who you're going to hear in this clip. So uh, recently they were doing this kind of this Q and a, you know, this, you know, casual Q and a on social media where you just kind of do a little uh, video session and you take questions from like uh, people emailing in or, or people from your church. So they're doing this back and forth Q and a, and I watched most of it. Most of their answers were fine from a biblical perspective. Most of their answers were non-controversial, non-conflicting with Scripture. Fine. There were a couple that were like, like, like alarm bells ringing. All right, and very, very problematic from a biblical standpoint. And once again, this is this is hitting at where we are in American culture, the the moral and spiritual state of America. And whether believers are being taught the whole counsel of God or not, and, and, and when that's not the case, and when, when people who call themselves Christians are straying from the very text of God's Word, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it because we cannot sit idly by while believers are being led astray with false teaching. So we have to hit this stuff head on. Um, so let's play uh, the first uh, clip here. This is a two-part clip. Same same context, same setting, taking Q&A on social media, um, uh, uh, Pastor um, uh, Andy Wood and his wife Stacy's on there with him. They're both taking Q&A. She's asking the questions from users or from church members, and he's answering. Um, so this first one, um, uh, let's, let's play uh, clip three here. I saw one on divorce. Can I take that one? Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This says, um, this is from Erica. It says, I have gay friends who came to Jesus after they were married and adopted children. God hates divorce. How would you approach the situation? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really hard. Yeah. I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a black and white answer. And I think I would sit with them in it mm. and I would pray with them and I would try to, wrestle through that decision. And I think it's such a life um, 
it is such a massive, massive decision that I would probably say, read the Bible, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, and um, I will journey with you with it, with it, in it. And as you journey through it with them, I would have an ongoing conversation mm. to ask them how the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding them. I think is how I would handle it. Because I don't, I don't know. There, there are, okay, you know, Lori and Jason, our, our friends are on the line. They, they were missionaries in overseas and they would see people come to faith who had um, in polygamous cultures and they had five spouses. And so what do they do? Do they divorce four of the spouses and keep one of them? Or um, I don't, I don't know. So I think read the Bible, pray, ask the Holy Spirit to speak. That would be my encouragement and then journey with them through it. Yeah. I think that people that draw hard, strong lines um, and it, it gets really difficult. It, it doesn't take into account how complicated um, the individual situation can be. And yeah. I think that it has to be navigated with nuance and a lot of wisdom and grace. Yeah. And I, I think that part of part of what the enemy does in our minds is that there, there are some situations that are black and white and there are some that are gray. And I think that situations that are more black and white call for a decision and situations that are more gray call for more discernment, prayer and scripture. I mean, processing and talking through it. Uh, So that's that's part one of a two part series. I'm going to play the second part here briefly, but um, very, very concerning. This is a leader of a major uh, evangelical church in California, Saddleback Church. Andy Wood was who you heard there. Folks, um, some areas in Scripture may be gray, but this ain't one of them. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Any relationship outside of that is not ordained by God and is thus sin. And the issue of, of, of homosexuality is clear. Divorce, biblically... Does not a homosexual relationship and a quote unquote marriage, even though it's really not a marriage, does not fall under the definition of divorce biblically, folks. Separating from that sin, distancing from that sin relationship is not divorce. The only definition and true meaning of divorce in Scripture is is when a man and a woman who have married and and, 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 and and agreed to a covenant for life separate. That's the only true definition of divorce. And then on the polygamy thing, he goes, well, I just don't know. I just don't know. I mean, should they stay with the seven partners or not? I don't know. Folks, polygamy is a sin. The marriage relationship is exclusive between a man and a woman. So if you're in sin, you have to separate yourself. Flee from sin. Flee from immorality. Marriage is between a man and a woman. You can't have four wives, folks. This is biblical literacy 101. This is not complex, but this is why we have people in America that call themselves Christians But either they don't know what to think about these issues or they think the wrong things on them. And we wonder what's wrong with America today. That's what's wrong with America.
we get questioned, we get we get asked black and white, clear biblical questions about how do we live our lives, and we go, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. This is this is a really gray area. Is murder allowed or is it not in Scripture? I just don't really know. No. We've got to be able to give clear, clear answers. We have to be able to be, be clear and articulate in what God's Word says. Bobby, let's play part two. Do you want to answer this one? Yes. Can same-sex couple... Sex couple members get married in echo. So um, there, when you think about marriage, for example, um, I was asked the question by several of our same-sex couples here at Echo. Um, I would attend the wedding of a friend. I would not personally perform the wedding. of. So, for example, if somebody in our community who's gay and they're getting married and they invited me to the wedding, I would come. I would, I would even give a present. I would, I, I would be there. Um, but I would not, as a pastor, perform the wedding. We as a church are not engaging in civil marriages. And in our um, in our society right now, civil marriage has been decided um, by our government that people who are gay and get married and they have equal tax benefits and they're treated equally in society. And uh, that's a different conversation than the conversation we're having tonight. Yeah. So the conversation tonight is a spiritual conversation and it's about what we as Christians and followers of Jesus believe um, the Bible teaches. So I would, I would not perform personally, I would not perform uh, a wedding of somebody who was gay and our, our pastors at our church would not, but we, we would attend if you, if we have a relationship with you and we get invited. Now we, truth be told, we have not attended a whole, I mean, we might go to one or two weddings a year, mm-hmm. but um, we would, we, if we're friends with somebody, we'd probably go. All right. Second answer gotten wrong. No, as Christians, we're not to go and int- attend and condone that which is sin. Folks, we don't go to a party celebrating adultery. We don't go to a party celebrating fornication. We don't go to a party celebrating pornography. We just don't do it, folks. And we're not taking a present. We're not endorsing that relationship. And why do we have people in our church that are quote-unquote gay couples? That that's a, that's a known thing? No, folks. We have to flee from sin, flee from immorality, and embrace God's Word. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Jeremiah descended from a priestly lineage in Judah. He grew up in Anathoth, about two to four miles northeast of Jerusalem, where the temple was located. He began ministering prophetically about 627 B.C. during the 13th year of King Josiah's reign. This is about five years before Josiah began Judah's spiritual reformation. It is very likely that Josiah's reformation was influenced by Jeremiah's preaching. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Does your girl ever struggle with feelings of inadequacy in her spiritual life? As her parent, you may notice this while she's lip-syncing during worship or prefers not to pray in front of a group. It can feel really scary to be physically, emotionally, and spiritually vulnerable in the presence of others, especially with believers who seem to have it all together. But that's the enemy at work, isn't it? She's made to believe she isn't good enough for God. What a lie! Bolster your girl's confidence by reminding her of the story of the fishes and the loaves. God multiplies what we bring to his feet. If she can spare a bit of vulnerability in the name of his glory, he will strengthen her heart until it overflows to those around her. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. You can learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Preborn celebrates that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Roe has been responsible for the slaughter of over 63 million babies. Now the decision to abort a child will be left in the hands of the states, and sadly, abortions will continue in the most liberal states. Over the past 16 years, Preborn has positioned their clinics in the top abortion cities where 50% of abortions occur. Preborn's work of saving babies' lives continues at an even greater level as they save babies' lives and defend their centers from the radical hate groups who want to shut them down. Preborn's response is dependent on you, the pro-life community. Be a part of rescuing lives and changing hearts for Christ. $28 sponsors one ultrasound and $140 will help to rescue five babies' lives. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby or go to preborn.com. All gifts are tax deductible. At the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Now, back to At The Core on American Family Radio.
Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. That was our song for this Wednesday, Worship Wednesday. Um, that was uh, Phil Wickham, Revive Us Again. Um, back to this topic of biblical literacy and um, and obedience to God's Word and adherence to God's Word. In the last segment, I played two clips. These are t- uh, uh, clips from Andy and Stacy Wood. They uh, used to pastor and lead Echo Church out in um, um, on the West Coast, and and then um, last year in 2022, uh, Rick Warren named uh, handed off uh, the pastorship to Andy and Stacy Wood. So they transferred transition from Echo Church over to Saddleback Church in California, and took over there. So those were clips uh, back when they were leading Echo Church, and it brings into question um, their adherence to Scripture and their and their understanding of uh, Scripture. Um, Wesley, this is, this is a major problem um, in, in, in America today amongst um, the evangelical church, people who profess the name of Christ, as it relates to adherence to God's Word and not being sending a mixed, confusing message to the world about what sin is. Yes, it's a major, major problem in the church, and there's uh, there's a handful of really good ministries out there that spend their time and their resources exposing the uh, false teachers out there and, and exposing the um, the false um, uh, theologies out there. And um, I will say this uh, as we begin this discussion, mm-hmm. and then we'll provide a, at least a handful of other examples here. And that's it. This it's possible. It's possible for someone to still be on milk and not the meat, but they're saved. Yeah. But with that said, that also to be on the milk, moving toward the meat, you're you're on it and you're moving toward it. And then mm, and, and and the power of the Holy Spirit, the 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 truth of the truths of God's word and and the Christians teaching God's word, the combination of all three of those, or individually, those are areas that would move you from a worldly view to a Christian view. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, ultimately, the Christian uh, obviously is seeking truth. Truth comes from God's Word by the power of the Holy Spirit. And in doing so, over a period of time, you change your mind whether you do it willfully or whether you just do I whether I agree or not, God's Word says. Mm. Or, I'm sorry, I agree or not. Whether I like it or not or whether it's comfortable. That's the yes. word I'm looking for. Yes. Whether it's comfortable to profess what you know, what God's word says, whether it's comfortable or not, we it, we 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 bow to, we we kneel to God's word, and that's our final authority. Now, obviously, that uh, over a period of time, that may become more comfortable to teach God's word, uh, because you, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny and dismiss the the reality of living in a fallen world and the pressures that come yeah. from the enemy when you're when you're when you're being a disciple, when you're being a spokesperson. Um, outwardly mm. to the world that, yeah. that, that this is the gospel, this is the whole counsel of God. So that's kind of that in a nutshell. So that's that. However, within that, we have uh, history, okay? And every day is another day, okay? And you go two, three days, a year, three, four, five years, now you're looking into a decade, and you've got all this time of someone, uh, in this case, this gentleman here, 
another example I have here in front of me is Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're looking at uh, outwardly in, in the public arena, you're looking up seven to eight years now publicly where he is consistently says he's a Christian, wears Philippians 4.13 on his shoes, won't go on the court without it, Philippians mm-hmm. 4.13 on his shoes, while he openly supports abortion, mm-hmm. women's rights, in quotes. Right. Uh, supports uh, men going into women's restrooms in North Carolina. Mm, yeah, uh, the, the, he, he supports open borders unless mm. it's in his backyard. Mm. And you, you've got a story. I got a story on that. Uh, the list goes on. Uh, gay marriage is a full swing there. He he, he he didn't just support Biden from his tweet. He campaigned. He campaigned for him. Yeah. Um. And so now, how you reconcile those again over multiple years, an ongoing an effort. Uh, I don't believe. I don't believe the false teacher doesn't know he's a false teacher. Mm. I believe a false teacher knows he's a false teacher, and he's filled with himself. He's filled with. Um, now he's obviously deceived. Yeah. Um, but um, so th- there's different layers here, and you know, I know I under, I'm open for discussion on this. Sure. The bottom line is, is that God's word is true, and we need to submit to God's word, and we don't need to be. Ashamed to God's ashamed of God's word, you know the best example in Scripture for me, um, especially being a, a semi-public figure and and like this pastor here, what was this pastor's name again? Uh, Andy Wood. Andy Wood's a, a public figure. I'm sure in the 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 world of uh, internet teaching and YouTube and sure. and and books, he's he's well known. Um, what he would I would advise him to do is something we I've had to do and all of us had to do at some point is look at the life of Daniel. Uh, Daniel purpose in his heart, so he was already prepared, and he was willing to take whatever sacrifice or blessing. Look at the Benham brothers. Mm. Benham yep. brothers were, were blessed tenfold, both financially and platform for their, they for their persecution because they adhered to God's word, yeah. and 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 that. Okay, so there's examples here either way, but Daniel said, regardless whether yeah. I'm whether whether God pulls me through and the way I the way I'd like it to happen. Or whether I'd suffer in His name, yeah. This is what God's word said, and so, and and the reason He was able to do that with great confidence. Let me just say this, and I'll hand the baton off. The reason He would do it because He had already purpose in His heart before He got to that point. Yeah. And so, Doctor, Pastor Woods here, I, I just adhered to God's word and said, God's word says what it says. It means what it means. Yeah. And I didn't write it, but I'm here to defend it. That's right. Amen. So. And and here's 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 where the main problem comes about, Wesley. It's one thing for a new believer. For a young believer, once again, drinking milk, uh, you got the meat and the milk analogy in Scripture. It's one thing for a young believer, and we've all experienced this or talked to people, where, where you're new in Christ, sure. you're young in Christ, and you still have questions about Scripture. Yeah. And yes. theology and, and, and worldview. Yeah, worldview and the key tenets of life and how all this goes together sure. into a biblical worldview. You know, that's 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 standard. As a matter of fact, if you don't ask tough questions, that's not good. That's not a good sign. It's yeah. a sign of not growing. That's right. But what we have here, Wesley, whether it be Steph Curry, and I'll let you tell a little bit about that story in a minute, or whether we have Andy Wood heading in, heading up Saddleback Church in California, 40,000-plus members, is these are people 
who are leaders on the public stage. Yep, that's right. And and in and in uh and in Andy Wood's case, he's a leader of a major evangelical church that professes the name of Christ and they raise their hand and say, Yeah, we adhere to God's word, but then they go about and when they're asked about homosexuality, they go, Well, you know, we've got some homosexual quote unquote couples in our church mm-hmm. and we're all comfortable and we like to pray with them and, and we'll look at scripture to see what it says about it. But they won't ever say that homosexuality is a sin, and if you're living in that lifestyle, you need to flee from it. They won't say that. They wouldn't say that if there was a guy sleeping with his wife. Absolutely not. <laughs> he wouldn't yeah. say, this is, you know, I mean, it's just complete hypocrisy. It's, it's, folding to the, it's folding to the pressures of the world and America, specifically on the LGBT issues. There's a variety there. We have a great documentary on that mm-hmm. called In His Image. You can find that at our store. Yeah, uh, resource, center. resource center, resource center, and, and streaming. And AFA. streaming. That's right. In his image, we got a great AFA's produced a great resource in defense and encouraging you and showing you different ways to minister to those trapped in that lifestyle. Nonetheless, Jesus said himself to beware of false prophets who come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravished wolves. You know, uh, and he also goes on to say in that same uh, passage that you can recognize. My my followers by their fruit, and you look at the fruits of the spirit, and that's a good place. So you take what Jesus said, you'll know them by my by by their fruits, and then you look at the fruits of the spirits very specifically, and that's how you can identify. And anybody that wants to, um, um, uh, again, I, I I've said it like this before. There's so many times people like this gentleman here who hide behind salvation to justify their sin. Mm. And and it's and it's just ridiculous. It's um it, like you said, it's leading people astray. I don't think it's by accident. Yeah. You know, maybe I don't think you can become. I don't think you get this uh this far in your quote Christian walk and be that naive. Yeah, and that's just my opinion. Uh, I think I think they have just given over to the issue and the pressure. Mm. And once you give over, it's very hard to recover ground unless you know it's a walk to Emmaus type uh, of um. A, a, a salvation or experience for, yeah. is the word I'm looking for. Um, nonetheless, there's there's countless, 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 and I'm not talking about a, a, um, uh, a difference of understanding of a particular passage that everyone has issue, has issues understanding. Okay, yeah. um, and I'll just give a quick example, like um, uh, the uh, Arminianism and, and, and Calvinism is quickest example comes to mind i can understand a little bit of both and i can follow in it and i can see how somebody would lean a little more this way a little more that way this is not what we're talking about we're talking about a moral and uh issue lgbt issue that has been uh, solidified in scripture for six thousand years yes uh, uh of history uh oh and the bible has been there ever long, ever since we had the scriptures it's been like that since the beginning of time and it reflects church history yeah um, and, and wesley this is not even a discussion of our uh, uh, of having a sin struggle while being a believer, right? Because no, 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 believers no. are still in the flesh, yeah, sure. even though we have the Holy Spirit in us, we still are living in our fleshly bodies, and we still have sin uh, uh, urges or sin tendencies, the, atten- the the ability to sin. No, um. So this is not you mm-hmm. know can can a believer steal something? Can a believer lie? Correct. Can a believer commit a homosexual act? This is. The whole premise is is corrupted. Yep. The premise is is can we cement sinful behavior within the church? Yep. I mean, can we allow homosexual quote unquote couples, or can we allow a p- polygamous 
quote unquote couples to not only come to church but be a part of the church body locally and act like nothing's wrong. I mean, the whole premise, Wesley, is really, really off. Yeah, I don't, I don't whether there. I know, I know. I understand some people can distinguish, you know, and there is a there is a distinguishable difference between whether someone's a member or not. However, I don't even member or not when it comes to living in habitual sin. Right. At some point, the pastor, the local body of Christ, the, the brother sitting beside you, you know, as it's the, now, as it, can it be a hidden sin you don't even know about? Sure, and then you wouldn't know any better. Sure. But if if it's an obvious sin that everybody's aware of, yeah. and you're living in it habitually, a person should come alongside that person and try to help them in the same way they would want to be helped. In the event, now is it uncomfortable at times? Where could you even you most likely even meet some some confliction? Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately. Uh, as Christ followers, I want you or anyone else, if they see me in sin, to come, even if I argue with you in the moment because I'm in sin. That makes sense, right? Right. Uh, ultimately, the idea is that through the power of the Holy Spirit, the truth of God's Word, that we're delivered from that and we're able to have a testimony of what the power of God did in us so that we can bring other peoples to Christ. And it's for our good and for God's glory. So, yeah. you know, this is for you and I and for most of us, almost all of our listening, I'd assume this is not... Uh, uh, a difficult thing. We just simplify this in a couple minutes. Yeah, However, it can be very, if you're not, if you don't think about it and, and, and you're not tied with the scriptures yeah. and, and in belief and in fellowship with true believers, yeah. this stuff can get kind of, it get, you start doubting yourself. You start yeah. going, wait, maybe yeah. we should. No, it's like, you and, know. And, and it's just disappointing to me, Wesley, that out of, let's talk about Andy, back to Andy Wood. Out of Andy Wood's career, as a as a pastor of a major church in California, and and a one before he went to Saddleback, did he not have an elder come up to him and go, like, hey, let's go to coffee, Andy, and let's talk about what you said about polygamy and homosexuality? Excellent. Yeah. Like, 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 uh, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, this is not like three people heard about it. It's, this is stuff on social media and YouTube. But but the last thing I'll say, Wesley, and then I'll get your, get your comment, and we'll close this out. Is, um, we. The Bible is clear on these issues, and and if it was someone who was known in the community to be a thief, mm-hmm. a thief who has stolen from multiple church members, or someone who's committed adultery with multiple members of the church, mm-hmm. or Anything fill else? in the blank, any other sin who are, or has lied to multiple people in the church, professes the name of Christ, refuses to turn from their sin, yeah. and repent, that cannot be allowed. No, it can't. That's why as Christians, we should purpose in our heart. That whatever time in history that we find ourselves in, and whatever the issue is of that day, that ultimately we're going to purpose in our heart before we come up to a difficult situation that we're going to bow the knee to God's word. We're going to profess God's word and let the chips fall where they may. Amen. Thanks, Wes. Hey, glad to be on. Appreciate you coming on. All right, at the core here on American Family Radio, we got Trevor Loudon coming up next. You're not going to want to miss it. One Million Moms wants parents to know that Velma, the adult Scooby-Doo cartoon series streaming on HBO Max, is not kid-friendly. It seems that no subject is off-limits, as Velma features nudity, violence, gore, subjects unsuitable for children. Please sign the petition at OneMillionMoms.com, urging HBO Max to cancel its adult animated series, Velma, immediately. OneMillionMoms.com. And thank you.
What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. My wife's aunt passed away, and we received a, a considerable inheritance from that. We heard on American Family Radio about the opportunity to participate in a charitable gift annuity. We talked to the people at AFA Foundation, uh, Riley, Chelsea, and, and their crew that they work with, and they were very uh, caring, uh, very easy to work with, and with no pressure whatsoever. They guided us through the process and made it a very easy thing to do. See if a charitable gift annuity is right for you. Call the AFA Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. What excites us about the charitable gift annuity is we will always have income coming in. It will be steady. Uh, We won't outlive it. The AFA Foundation, the Financial Stewardship Division of the American Family Association. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is a minute for caregivers. I recently returned to the doctor to seek additional help with my left foot's ongoing and vexing problem. My doctor patiently pointed out where my arch was falling, and he identified the culprit as an excessive number of birthdays. Referring me to a special type of shoe insert, he said, you need extra space and more support. Isn't that the journey of us as caregivers? We need a little extra space and a little extra support. We benefit from the extra support of family, friends, doctors, counselors, clergy. Maybe that extra space we need looks like distancing ourselves physically or emotionally or both from those toxic individuals who are constantly critiquing us. Relationships are like shoes. They're not much good if they're painful to be in. Give yourself some extra space and extra support. If the shoe fits... Wear it. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is a minute for caregivers. There's more at hopeforthecaregiver.com. This is At the Core on American Family Radio with your host, Walker Wildman. Welcome back to The Core here on American Family Radio. Very enlightening discussion, discussion that we're having here on The Core on uh, doctrine and theology and adherence to scripture. I do want to take your calls in the latter part of this segment, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. I want to take your calls on on your thoughts of the Andy Wood clip I played at the beginning of the show and the waffling and fence riding on, um, on biblical stewardship, on biblical authority, and what God's Word has to say about human sexuality. I want to take your calls on that topic, 888-589-8840. Maybe maybe you've had a similar experience in the church where a pastor just uh, illiterate or uh, purposefully straying from God's word, not answering things articulately and clearly. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero is the number. We'll take your calls in just a few minutes here on the core. I do want to jump to our guest, a uh, frequent guest of the show, uh, Trevor Loudon, author, filmmaker, public speaker, and uh, his latest book, Security Risk Senators. Part one and part two. We couldn't even fit it in one part. Uh, Trevor, welcome back to the core. 
Well, well, thank you so much. It's great to be on. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, uh, we're kind of picking these apart one at a time. And once again, we're giving people like the 30,000-foot level uh, uh, view. But if folks want to read in-depth uh, you know, footnotes and all the research you've done, uh, that's in your book, Security Risk Senators Part 1 and Part 2. Uh, but Trevor... Uh, let's talk. Let's go over to Arizona and let's talk about Mark Kelly and Kirsten Sinema, both Democrat senators from Arizona. Talk about their security risk. Well, look, um, Kirsten Sinema is now Mitch McConnell's best friend. He's, she's left the Democratic Party, and uh, the Republicans are courting her as though she should be one of theirs. But she's got a twenty-year history with the Communist Party USA. Back in the early 2000s, she used to sign their regular May Day petition, and only normally Communist Party members are allowed to do that. She worked on several Communist Party programs in Arizona for many years. She had a Communist Party member, Patrick Morales, on her staff. They campaigned the Communist Party in Phoenix, campaigned for her in every election uh, they campaigned statewide for her in, in 2018 to elect her to the U.S. Senate. And now she's campaigning. She's working with a Republican, Tom Tillis, from North Carolina, a very, very liberal Republican, uh, to get, bring darker amnesty, you know, the amnesty for the children of illegal immigrants to give them citizenship. That's a long-term communist program to bring more and more Democratic voters into the country. So Kirsten Sinema, who the Republican Party are falling all over, has a 20-year has a history with the Communist Party USA. She was one of the most extreme members of Congress, extremely anti-Israel, working with anarchists, working with socialists, working with Marxists, all through her career, until she became a U.S. senator. But now she's doing the Hillary Clinton trick of of coming from a radical background but pretending to be a moderate to get mm-hmm. elected. And that that's that's a situation. And I do 40 pages on Kirsten Cinema, fully documented with photographs of the communist petitions she signed, all of it. Pe- people need to understand what this woman really is. Yeah, and, and the, the, the definition of moderate by the mainstream media has really gotten just just totally drugged <laughs> through the mud. Um, and, and, and that which is called moderate today was called uber-liberal about four years ago. Um, well, well, that's exactly right. The whole window is shifting left, isn't it? Absolutely. You Do- know, yeah, you d- know so, so moderate today would have been Marxist a few years ago. <laughs> exactly. Hey, um... Um, let's talk about Mark Kelly for about a minute or two. What's uh, what's up with Mark Kelly and and um, and his leanings? Well, Mark Kelly met his wife Gabrielle Giffords at a Chinese Communist Party sponsored conference in Beijing about 2003. He went to those conferences for several years. He got involved with several major Chinese companies. He was actually touting Chinese products from outer space when he was an astronaut, Shackley Vitamin Products. He's involved with several companies who are connected to the People's Liberation Army. And he he used to ride on stage in China 
on it with with a motorcycle with a Chinese flag on the handlebars. Um, he is also connected, getting money from the National Iranian Action Council, which is Iran's major lobby group in the United States. And he's got a very close um, political association with one of their one of their operatives in Phoenix. She has stood for office. He endorsed her. She endorsed him. She she did her thesis on the Iran nuclear deal. They're, they're trying to court Mark Kelly so he will vote for a new nuclear deal with Iran, mm. which is Iran's plan to get the atomic weapon that they can use to threaten Israel. So Mark Kelly is deeply involved with the Communist Party of China and with the Iranians. Fasc- but he, he portrays himself as a moderate, as some kind of moderate. Yeah, fascinating stuff. We need to get the voters of Arizona to remember this next time they go to the yeah. polls. Hey, Trevor, appreciate you yeah. coming on, man, for this part well, two. Well, can I just tell tell people where they get the books from? Absolutely, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, just well, you get them on Amazon, but just go to trevorloudon.com. trevorloudon.com. Loudon is L-O-U-D-O-N. And if you go through me, you can get autographed copies. Excellent, and we are going to have you on next week for part uh, three of this uh, of this series uh, covering these different different senators uh, and these uh, security risks. Hey, Trevor, thanks for enlightening us. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Walker. All Thank right. you. Bye. Absolutely. That's uh, Trevor Loudon. Trevor Loudon. Uh, TrevorLoudon.com is his URL where you can get part one and part two of his book. Very, very fascinating stuff. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. I want to get your insight, your input, questions, comments on the topic we discussed earlier in the show about adherence to Scripture and uh, pastors uh, not giving clear answers, actually creating confusion amongst the body of Christ on uh, what the Bible says about different issues, specifically homosexuality, polygamy, and other issues under the human sexuality uh, topic. Let's go to... Um, Adam in Oklahoma. Hey, Adam, welcome to the court. Hi. Hey, Adam, what's Hello. up? Yes, this yeah. Adam. yes, sir, what's on your mind? Uh, well, um, first of all, I listen to you guys all the time. I'm a home health physical therapist assistant, and I drive all over the state um, performing physical therapy, and I love, I love all of AFR. You guys are awesome. So thank you, uh, thank you for that, first and foremost. Um, well, real quick, I... My son was getting baptized. Uh, I grew up in the Episcopal Church, and we attended an Episcopal Church in Norman. And during my son's baptism, so I'm a little nervous, never called him before, um, the bishop went on in detail about how we should be accepting, not tolerant, but accepting of homosexuals within the church. Hmm. They ordained a, um, a bishop and his husband. Uh, well, they, they made a bishop that was a homosexual, a bishop basically. And wow. he was a homosexual married. And they went into, he went into great detail about this. I was shocked. My family was shocked. My wife's side, my parents side. And, um, then we get a letter in the mail asking if, how we would feel if they performed a homosexual marriage at our church. And I said enough of it and we left and, uh, we're Baptist now. So this, it was just, I couldn't believe it. So Adam, this, this took place while you're trying to get your son baptized. Yes. Literally during his baptism, <laughs> They went on in detail and a tangent about this. The bishop did, who came for the baptism ceremony, and my mind was just blown. I was so irritated. You know, I, I'm all for supporting homosexuals, but not supporting their sin. That's period. right. And, that's, uh, that's right. That, 
that's that. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah, Adam. Yeah, appreciate the call, brother. That's a that's a very very uh, uh, good insight there from your personal experience there. Um, and, and Adam, you're exactly right. If someone is in sin and they want out, and they repent and they want help, that's what the church is here for. I mean, weren't we all once in sin? Weren't we all once lost and in need of Christ our Savior? Absolutely. So this that, but that's not the topic. Every person who believes the Word of God and and truly follows God's Word would reach a handout and help anyone who is in sin. That's what we're here for. That's what the church is here for. But what the topic is from, and the way this is being positioned, is to embrace the sin. Embrace the sin, which runs exactly counter to God's Word. So the church is here to help people. We are not here to condone or help people waller and sit in their sin and not turn to Christ. We are here to uphold the Word of God. I will... um, uh, take a call from April in uh, Texas. Hey, April, what's on your mind? Hey, Walker, thanks for what you do. Thanks for taking my call. And earlier you said that someone should have come up to the brother at, that took over the Saddleback Church and kind of corrected him on his incorrect answer on the homosexuality question that you put forth earlier. And I was thinking maybe you could be that brother and invite him onto your show and have him correct his answer yeah i think that's a great idea april uh we'll uh we'll put an yeah. email we'll put an, put an email out to the pastor andy wood uh from saddleback to see if he'll come on so appreciate the the advice there appreciate the input and the call um one thing though about when you say things publicly um the church ought to be able to respond to them publicly and that's that's the biblical model uh if i say something on the national radio network um, then people who uh, have, are listening ought to be able to provide commentary and feedback on what I say. So when the pastor from Saddleback Church goes on YouTube um, and makes comments that are unbiblical, well, we're, of course, going to cover them uh, on the program. But it wouldn't be a bad idea to try to reach out uh, to Andy Wood to see what he has to say about this. Uh, so we'll follow up on that. Um, let's go down to uh, Randy in Louisiana. Uh, Randy, what's on your mind? Oh, doing well. I appreciate you letting me on your program. I've been hearing this come up all the time, you know. Is homosexual, is it acceptable? Is it this? Is it that? Well, you know, I never hear anybody go out and say, it is written that homosexual is okay. You don't hear that. What it is is that people are trying to justify their own agenda, they're not letting Jesus Christ be Lord over their life. Hmm. They're just trying to, to they're just trying to to, to justify uh, a life. And what they're doing is that they they're worshiping the creature, not the Creator. Hmm. That's good, Randy. Very, very good. Yeah, you can't. When you look in Scripture, you're not going to find a verse that says um, sin is okay. Sin is acceptable. We ought to embrace sin. Uh, we ought to allow people. Um, believers to sit in their sin. No, you're not going to find that. You're going to find the exact opposite. And, you know, uh, Bobby and I were talking about this a little bit before the show and during the breaks. But, folks, I mean, this this just gets down to at the, the, the one thing that we can definitively say this gets down to is a lack of fear of God. I mean, you can, you can 
you know, come up with a hundred different theories on why you think people who profess the name of Christ drift from his word, deny his word, reject his word, teach the opposite thing of his word. But at the end of the day, there, there has to be a lack of fear of God that, that makes people feel comfortable to drift, that makes people comfortable to drift. And that's a very, very scary place to be. Two more calls. Uh, we got another Randy, also in Louisiana. Hopefully it's not the same Randy. <laughs> Randy, uh, what's on your mind? Hey, Walker. No, it's not the same Randy. Uh, you know, the left is always using the words and language and changing things, just like your guest said about being moderate is was one way years ago is different now. Uh, I personally, just in my opinion, I don't like the way to use the word marriage when it's using to find out the context of one man and one woman. A marriage is a marriage, and anything outside of that is not a marriage. You can call it civil union. You can call it an excuse to do what you want because you can't, you're uh, leaving away from what you're trying to do against God, hmm. however you want to describe it. But please use marriage for what it is, one man, one woman. That word should only be used in that context and that only. Absolutely, 1,000%. Appreciate the encouragement there, Randy. We ought to use the terms that Scripture uses them and the definitions uh, use them in line with Scripture. So the only true definition of marriage is that between a man and a woman. All else is not a true uh, marriage. Um, Good point there uh, from Louisiana. Last call, Jeff's in New Mexico out west. Hey, Jeff, what's on your mind, man? Well, hello there, Walker, and, and then more. Hey, Jeff, um, you got my about, comment was about. Yeah, you got about thirty seconds. What's on your mind? It. Yes, sir. My comment was about the individual talking about the uh, he's unsure what to do in the name of Christianity about the marriage couple, and the lady says, "Well, God hates divorce." That's a real simple fact that God never thinks in that manner. A- absolutely, Jeff. So, Very. Yeah, very good point there, Jeff. God never sanctioned the sinful relationship to begin with. Thus, it is by definition not a uh, divorce. Very, very good point, Jeff. we got to get back to Scripture. What does God's Word say about the issues? How should we live our lives? How do we honor God with our lives? That ought to drive our decision-making. We must adhere to the Word of God. A note to pastors all around the world. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.